Welcome to the Emergency to Emergence minicast, produced by Sterling College. I'm Nakasi Fortune. And I'm Dakota Lacroix. Join us as we spend a few more minutes with our guests, lifting up the people, expressions, and materia that inspire or nourish them. In these brief interludes, we'll connect with our listeners, our guests, and the thinkers, authors, artists, and activists who are not only engaging in ecological thinking and action, but also fostering community-engaged responses that offer hope. And today we are reconnecting with Elizabeth Chadwick, better known as just Liz. And the last time we spoke, Liz, you talked about the deliciousness that is food and what it means to you and to the community. We wanted to follow up, you know, just to ask, who are some of the people who have and continue to inspire you along this journey that you're on? So I've been thinking about what inspires me in terms of food and who are the people, who are the things. And the biggest thing that I was really thinking about is that um, I think the easy answer would be to say like this chef, you know, inspires me or that cook inspires me. But I really I get a lot of inspiration from other outlets that like aren't completely related to food. I'm really inspired by, um, you know, farmers and just like history and, you know, philosophy and art and fashion. And I think like having a diverse inspiration palette, if you will, um, has been really, really guiding um, for me in this time with like food uh, in a pandemic Um, to just kind of lean on those, you know, those outlets and get inspired when you can't actually like engage with your craft. Because it was it was really hard during the pandemic, you know, to, you know, we weren't cooking. So, Mm. you know, um, at first it was like, this is a real bummer. Um, but then I realized that the time not spent cooking, I spent, you know, constantly like hungry for inspiration. So I found myself, um, going to like different, um, rabbit holes of, you know, what are other people doing? Um, I'm obviously like classically inspired by like, you know, Renee Redzepi and Copenhagen and, um, a lot of the classic chefs like Thomas Keller and Alice Waters and all that. But, uh, I've, it's amazing the voice that's come out of a lot of chefs and makers and movers out there that has been really lovely to hear. Um, uh, there's like chef Kwame Omwachi. He's great. Um, Andrew Zimmern. I watch a ton of his stuff and, you know, just constantly, I don't know, feeding, like I was constantly eating. Um, I mean, literally eating, but also like, (laughs) like, you know, emotionally and, and mentally eating. Um, I went down my my favorite corner of the internet, like deep dark corner, is uh, something called the Perennial Plate, which is um, a web docu series um, that just has really grown in exploring different facets of food. Because I think it's easy to be like, I'm putting food on a plate and it looks great, and um, you're going to eat it and it's going to taste wonderful. But like, food is so much more than that. You know, it's culture, it's style, it's you know. It's society, you know, it's, there's so much to it. And there's like, and and the activism that's been coming out with food and just kind of reframing, like, what is a chef? What is a cook? What is food? Mm. Um, There's been a lot of like wonderful, like things blossoming in this pandemic where, you know, we've had to step back and kind of, you know, 
change our approach to food and actually be a little more connected to it than just seeing it as a as an economy or as commerce. Um, yeah. And so aside from like cookbook binging, which I did a ton of that. Um, yeah. I've just Are there been, any in particular that speak to you or any? Oh, any I mean, the food lab by so? Kenji mm-hmm. Lopez out is really good. Um, Hetty McKinnon has a, a nice book out now. Um, I got Mong Cheese, a Korean cooking book, which was game changing. Oh. <laughs> it's it's so good. She's so fun. Um, yeah, just I don't know. You know, getting hungry for that inspiration has really been important to me. And yeah, I don't know. Not not pitting myself in just like one. I don't know one style or one idea like really exploring what is everybody else doing like what's going on in the culture because when you you see how other people are interacting with you know their craft or their study it's like oh what what am I doing with my craft and I like teasing parts of you know the whole system and you know infusing it into the food that I make and so it's been really fun coming back to it and with like I call this this might be like painfully optimistic and positive but I like to think of you know the time that we were in quarantine and lockdown as kind of you know it was just a a nice nap you know for me creatively you know I got to just absorb and process and just you know let that let that rest and so like coming out it feels like I just took I just took a nap in in this feeding of the soul that I'm hearing you almost talk about, you mentioned fashion and music. Tell us a little bit, of, are there any people or organizations in particular that are inspiring you as Ooh. well? Is there media out there? Is there a certain song that you, you'd love to listen to while you're cooking or, or fashion that inspires? Because there's really a lot of personal spirit i'm hearing that you're talking about doing work aside from just being in the kitchen that might be really valuable to our listeners as well yeah i guess i'm not gonna just say taylor swift because it's an easy out (laughs) and because she dropped three albums this year um yeah um well, even Taylor Swift would probably have inspiration that might be eating particular things. Yeah, I think that, that yeah. she does make an Olive Garden reference in one of her songs. I really appreciate that. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Who have, I don't know. I'm, I've been getting back to the classics. I, yeah, mm. I guess I've been listening to a lot of Fleetwood Mac. I mean, rumors never gets old. It just never yeah. does. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been exploring a lot of new stuff from like local natives. I've just been all over the place. Yeah. You know, Tom Petty was huge all summer long. Bruce Springsteen is like always just always on for me. Um, Was there anything during that nap time or (laughs) any when you speak of that nap and that kind of um, absorbing or or even just perhaps like fomenting, right? Allowing something to percolate. and, and Yeah, I guess it was like, yeah, I would call that like fermenting. Fermenting. Yeah, it's fermenting. My brain was fermenting. Um, yeah, what really was helpful for that, that period of, you know, my life and everybody else's life is that to be able to have a moment to like observe that, just that normalcy that we were in, you know, that, that constant routine, um, that you can find, you know, creativity and inspiration in 
kind of like a daily routine and a daily grind. But when you shake that up, you know, something something comes of that, like something manifests when you can shake up that routine. And so I think constantly feeling like I was going, 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 um, and then to just have it all like not stripped from me, but or and, and I'm not just speaking about myself here. I think a lot of people can empathize with this situation, but it just, you know, allowed me to be like, this was good. That was not. Um, this I never even thought about, and I'm really excited to explore that. And then how can I make this happen? Um, so that's kind of where the napping procedure went for me. Um, and now I just, I feel like excited about, you know, you know, where, where we're going as a kitchen and, um, you know, just having that repose was much needed, even though I don't think it definitely wasn't needed, um, in the way that it all panned out, but it, you know, you got to take what you got to take with it. Well, Liz, thank you so much for joining us again today and sharing yeah, your inspirations. You. I'm pretty sure there's a couple of things and people and, and, and places and, and books on there that we can, you know, grab hold of and, and discover or rediscover ourselves. So thank you. You're welcome. I'm telling yeah, you, perennial so plate is amazing. Get in that rabbit hole. Go down. Perennial plate. Yeah, I'm going I'm to look into that. <laughs> That's a triple W. Is that? Oh, yeah. Online. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good fun. Well, thank you again. Yeah. And before we come to a close, Sterling acknowledges that the land on which we gather, places now known as Vermont and Kentucky, are the traditional and unceded territories of several indigenous peoples the Abenaki in the north and the Shawnee, Cherokee, Chickasaw and Osage people to the south. We also learn in and from a range of landscapes that belong to other indigenous peoples in more than human kin. As we seek deep reciprocal relationships with nature, we respect and honor the place-based and cultural wisdom of indigenous ancestors and contemporaries. Words of acknowledgement and intention are just the first step. We must match them with acts of respect and repair. Thanks so much for listening. You can subscribe to Emergency to Emergence wherever you listen to podcasts. And a very special thanks to Sterling alum Fern Maddy for her musical creations. For more information on how Sterling is advancing ecological thinking and action, visit www.sterlingcollege.edu. If listening has prompted something new to emerge in you, we invite you to share your thoughts as a written message or voice recording, which you can send to podcast at sterlingcollege.edu. Until next time, this is Emergency to Emergence.